Hi, this is Brian Roy. And I'm Cyril War, and welcome to the Shaping Spirit podcast. We're just two guys from California with a bunch of academic degrees. We studied spirituality all over the world, and we're bringing it all right back here for all of us. What's the topic for today, Brian? The topic for today is gratitude. And uh, given the, the, you know, the spirit of the seasons here in the West, you know, Thanksgiving is upon us here in the United States. For those of you who do not participate in Thanksgiving or are unaware of what it is, it's this American holiday where basically if we reduce it down to what it really is, basically expressing gratitude and giving thanks for life and what we have in our lives. And we decided that we wanted to talk about gratitude today from a spiritual perspective and explore that a little bit with all of you. So Cyril, talk to me about gratitude, my friend. Oh, Educate me. I was going to ask me, you the give question. Me something. <laughs> tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us a personal <laughs> experience, either a personal like realization or a personal mm-hmm. anecdote vis-a-vis gratitude. I'm going to start, I'll start it with this. I find gratitude to be oftentimes thrown around in a, a negative light. A lot of times there's people that say, you should be grateful for this or you should be grateful for that. And uh, what I did was I, I grabbed a Webster's student dictionary because I wanted us to look at what the actual definition is from Webster's dictionary for students basically kids, right? In terms of the the definition of gratitude. And it says here, noun, a feeling of appreciation or thanks. And I like this definition. It's very simple. And I'd like to speak to the aspect of the, the first part of that definition, which is appreciation. So when I think of gratitude and having that sense of appreciation, a lot of times people think of gratitude only in the sense of something that positive that happens in their life. And I am very grateful and appreciative of the struggles I've had in my life. And I believe that the struggles that I have had have developed me into being a stronger individual, somebody that's been able to persevere through craziness, just absolute horrific <laughs> situations in my life uh, and and get through on the other side with a sense of humor and mm, with a sense of peace, understanding, and patience. And I don't think I would be able to sit here and discuss that and literally also sit in a position of forgiveness if I could not sit with a position of gratitude and appreciation for things that have happened. Because I really truly believe that struggle um, allows us to pre- appreciate things more and be, be grateful. Because I, I, I think that when things are just handed to you in life, and I see this all the time nowadays around, around people that are very successful and then they just try and buy their kids everything. I see kids ra- walking around with iPhones. I'm like, why does a, why does a 10-year-old have an iPhone? a thousand dollar phone. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Why does this kid have this or that? There's really no sense of appreciation. And when you don't have that sense of gratitude and you're not earning your, your place in life, I think you take things for granted. 
And, uh, you know, that's something that I definitely don't want to teach my children. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to be selfish and I don't want them to walk around with this sense of entitlement. And to me, gratitude and appreciation, I think you dig in a little bit deeper in terms of what you're grateful for when, when you have to fight for it. What about you? I like that connection you make with... Um appreciating the, the so-called negative things that happen to us in our life. It's a lot harder. I mean, right. <laughs> it's a lot harder to be, uh, yeah, it's a lot harder to be grateful for, for tragedies, for example, that happen in our life than for, I don't know, winning the jackpot or, I mean, I'm not advocating that anyone should gamble, but you know, or getting into a great relationship or getting a promotion or having a great business deal go through and then and, and making tons of money or, you know, becoming really popular one day or, you know, the, the good stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. but when the bad stuff happens, it's like, you know, when good stuff happens, it's like, thank you, God, or thank you. Yeah. Thank you, God. And when bad things happen, thank you, God also. Whoa. You know, that's, it's, it's, it's a tougher, uh, It's a tougher attitude to have. And so why, why, why should we try, why should people try to be grateful whether, you know, the universe throws good or bad stuff or so-called bad stuff at us? Like what's the underlying, what's the underlying um, assumption of such an attitude? That's an interesting question. And I would venture, I don't know what you think, but I would venture that one of this, the, 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 the assumptions that's assumed is that the universe, the divine, just life in general, as it is, you know, influence guided from above is ultimately very good, right? I don't think you can mm -hmm. be grateful for quote unquote bad things that happen to you in your life unless you accept on faith that, that the divine is good, that there's a lot of goodness, you know, out there and inside as well. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I think you have to have that balance. And I, I think something that is deeply related to gratitude is the good old H word, humility. And humility, I believe, allows us to cultivate a, balance, a balanced sense of, of, of gratitude and appreciation. Without humility, it's very easy for us to stick our neck out there and say, to your point, Cyril, <laughs> all these good things when I'm successful, this and that, it was my doing. I did this. I did that. Look how amazing I am. Right. Yeah. And if it was bad, then it's the same person that goes, why did all this happen to me? Why, why is all this happening to me? I'm suffering. Why am I suffering? Why, why I'm a good person. Why did X, Y, Z, you know, why did X, Y, Z happen? So that sense of humility is important. I like, that. and I, you know, you know, I, I think, uh, not to keep this running topic going that we have in every podcast, but because you are not your body to identify with material reactions in the natural world, in this material world that we exist in and hold it as your reality instead of looking at it as a spiritual learning experience. It keeps you 
kind of bound to this sense of anxiety that comes up when you don't have a sense of appreciation and gratitude. Do you think, do you think gratitude, do you think, let's say people from poor countries, like let's say third world countries, right? Or people who grew up in really, yeah, humble settings. Mm -hmm. Do you think they tend to be more grateful than people who are born, let's say, for example, in first world countries or in really comfortable material situations, you know, with a lot of money, a lot of facilities, comfort and so on. Can we, is it a totally wrong stereotype or is there some validity to claim, to make the claim, a careful claim that the more, let's say the more of a, of a, of a silver spoon or a golden spoon one has in one's mouth as one, let's say, lives and grows up, the harder it is to be grateful and vice versa? Or do you think the opposite? Like in terms of numbers, I, of demographics, because there's always yeah, exceptions. So I, I actually agree with you. And what I've seen out there from a sociological perspective, the research agrees with you as well. Interestingly, what they have found is people that come from uh, I, I don't, materially poorer backgrounds are typically richer in spirit and have a deeper sense of humility and gratitude and happiness versus these first world countries. And again, I'll just point to the United States because this is where you know we live. This is where we are citizens of and we kind of know the rat race that exists here in this country. Um, you know, when you are engaged in this ultra competitiveness of the particular mindset of work, 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 work. It's, it's a, it's a slave mindset. And we're not talking about not being a high achiever because we want to be high achievers materially, spiritually be a high achiever. But if you can't have a sense of balance in your life and a sense of appreciation and gratitude, then you're going to constantly be miserable. And I think it really ties into like that sense of, of, of spirituality and, and that connectedness, right? And knowing the interconnectedness, because how is it that you can go to these poorer countries and they have such a deep rooted um, sense of belonging and family and, and a connection to the divine and they're happy. And regardless of, you know, whether or not they're living in, uh, they don't have like uh, the, the most modern car or they don't have, like you've made before, like the 5G internet, they're happy people, you know, because there's that sense of interconnectedness, connection to the divine and family. But then one could, one could play the devil's advocate and say, well, wait a second. And then that, that implies that, you know, money's bad or, you know, material comfort's bad because it makes you less grateful and less humble and... And therefore, one should not strive to become rich or one should not strive to become successful in a career. And that kind of ties into what we talked about last week, this, this notion which you unpacked of false renunciation. How do you reconcile you know, the notion of the idea that, okay, the more money and the more facility, the less humble and grateful with you know, a healthy striving and working towards material success? Okay, I think that can be easily answered like this. One, what is your motivation? Is your motivation to be successful just to, uh, you know, control others? Or is your motivation in success about helping others and giving to the world? And you see this with a lot of 
billionaires now, they're incredible philanthropists. When you have somebody like Jeff Bezos, who's giving away 90% or 99% of his fortune, you know, you have these billionaires that not just him, but other ones that have written contracts and they're all making these packs where they're like, we're giving away all of our fortune and they're going out there and they're helping the poor and they're helping these underserved communities and they're trying to build up education in places where children don't even have the opportunity to learn to read. I mean, I think that's amazing. Or are you, you know, you know, to quote the old Dickens classic Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Are you Ebenezer Scrooge? You're just a bah humbug that you're just looking to uh, count every penny for yourself to accumulate and, you know, So you're talking others. about motivation basically as a key factor yeah. in determining the answer to that question. It all depends yes, on your consciousness. I, I believe it's all about your consciousness because I think actually gratitude is, is two things. I mean, you know, we, we have it here in the dictionary telling us, you know, it's a noun, it's, 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 to me, it's two things. It's an attitude. Gratitude is an attitude and gratitude is an action, right? It's how do you move through the world consciously in the mode of goodness? And I know we've discussed this, you know, briefly before in other um, podcasts, how do you move consciously in the mode of goodness where you're there to actually serve and use what you have as tools to help and others, not just and what share you have, right? What you accumulate, like what you can, and what you will make. Correct. Yeah. Right, because you know, a lot of times there's this idea. Okay, I, I'll become spiritual. Okay, I, I'm starting to become spiritual, and that's when I stop working or I stop putting effort. Right. So it's not right. just you. You. You engage what you accumulated up to now for some spiritual purpose, but you continue also simultaneously to continue to generate money, to continue to generate fame or to continue to generate success in whatever field you are in and simultaneously parallel on parallel lines. You, you have a spiritual consciousness. You, you, you show that by some actions, right? Yeah. Um, it, I, I agree with you and it, it, it is about your actions. It's about the mindset and, uh, I don't know if this is going to start to become a running theme in the podcast podcast about quoting songs, but I do want to quote <laughs> a song for you from, uh, do you know who Travis Tritt is? He's a country music singer. No. It's Travis Tritt. He's one of my favorite uh, country music singers. He's got a song and I think it's all about gratitude called It's a Great Day to Be Alive. And I highly encourage everyone, if you haven't heard it, go out and listen to it. Even if you don't like country music, just listen to it, read the lyrics and just sit and absorb the lyrics, meditate on the lyrics, whatever you want to do. And I just want to read to you just a little quick snippet of it. He says in the chorus, and it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some hard times in the neighborhood, but why can't every day be just this good. And to me, this mindset is very balanced, right? He sees, okay, there's stuff going on that, that isn't really that great, but it, it, the whole purpose of the song was like, he's going on with his life and he, he's appreciating everything around it. Okay. He's going to make some rice. He's, he's going to do this. He's going to take care of the lawn. He's going to be with his family. There's so much we can be appreciative for. That's a really good and point. That's a really yeah. good point about there's a lot of things that we can be grateful for. 
breathing, for example. I was because you know I, we had this topic already lined up for the last week, so I was I was meditating. Okay, what we what am I gonna what do I want to talk about right when we're, when I'm talking with you, and you just touched on, on something that I wanted to share, and that is this this idea that there's a lot of things that we can be that we have to be grateful to or that we tend to take for granted. We tend to take for granted the fact that we're breathing, the fact that we have the ability. You know, there's people out there who can't breathe. We have like horrible asthma, you know, or, the, or maybe some of our hearers have asthma. And, but you know what? I mean? The fact that we can walk, the fact that whatever we have, whatever physical capacity we have right now, today, whether it's seeing or hearing or you know not having too many, I don't know, digestive issues, being able to you know digest and evacuate more or less properly, like how much do we take that for granted? You know, the fact that we exist, Brian. The fact that we exist. The very fact that we exist. I mean, like, oh my God, no. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's, I, I don't know what the actual number is. They always make that joke, okay? There was a comedian that made a joke of like, okay, of all this, of all the sperm that could reach an egg, of all the billions of sperm, it had to be you, <laughs> you know? And, and to me, it's just like, that's so funny. It's just that like, yeah, it, it, it had to be you. It had to be us. It had to be me. It had to be all of us for a reason, right? You're here for a reason. It had to be you. And now, okay, what are we doing here? Boy, we should have so much gratitude. And that, that's, that's really the one thing we need to consider. You know, it's incredibly, incredibly important. You make, you make me think actually of, of, a, of a poem that my mom left me after she left the world when she passed away. And, and there, was, there was a poem that she had collected, some Irish poem that rhymes and that, you know, I'll, I'll paraphrase it because I don't have it right in front of me, but it says basically something like this, that, you know, your mom's, you know, the mom's, your mom's the one who like cleans up your, your crap <laughs> when you're a baby, who washes mm-hmm. you, cleans you, who gives you love, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you never miss her until she's, you know, 20 feet under the ground. <laughs> it's true, right? It, it's it, it's absolutely true. That that that's that's what ends up uh, you know happening to us. Your parents are still it, alive, right? My parents are my parents are still alive. Yeah. yeah. So so you're not making the mistake of 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 you know acting in such a way that after they leave, you'll be like, oh man, I didn't show them enough love. I wasn't grateful enough. No, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's just like, there's so much, there's so much you can do on, on so many levels, you know, when when people get older, you know, everybody's different. You, you have to realize, you know, they lose their friends. They lose, um, they lose everything. Right. And they don't have much left. You know, my, my parents are still married after, you know, God knows how many years, 50 years or something. And that's uncommon, you know, and they're both still alive, <laughs> but you know, you look around them and how they, when they go, Oh yeah, well we're left. How many of our friends are left? Not many. Right. Not many. So, um, I remember when yeah, my father was old, Getting old, maybe four, five years, ten years before he died, uh, 
I remember we were having lunch once and he just mentioned kind of out of the blue, like, you know, he would have these like spurts of just observations, which I found often very interesting. And one time I'll remember, like he said, you know, you know, it's really scary. Like I'm scared by this. He said, I'm scared because I, I look around and as I'm getting older, like I have less and less friends because like all of them have died, you know, many of them have died and they're dying. And it's like, <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got less and less of my friends because I, when I think of all my friends, they're like, most of them are dead already. And that's scary. That's crazy, huh? That's so crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's sad too. Um, but that's, that's what we have to kind of be aware of and know what our mortality is. What about, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I interrupted you. No, no, no. It's just, it, and we have to be aware of that and how are we good to people, right? Think about that. We have to be good to people, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I just, I think that that's so important and we, we miss out on that a lot, a lot, a lot. What about resentment? What's the relationship between gratitude and resentment? Are they compatible? Can we say, I, I kind of, I tend to, to, to believe that the more resentful we, ha we are, the more resentment we hold in our consciousness. And, you know, I'm speaking to myself here because there's a few people in, in the world that still today, you know, I feel a lot of resentful, resentment against. Um, and maybe we could do another episode one day on, you know, how do you deal with, with resentment on the spiritual path, right? But maybe we could touch, about it, touch on it in relationship to, uh, to gratitude. Like, can we be, yeah, can we f really express at least a lot of gratitude if we're holding on and not forgiving? Like, doesn't forgiveness and gratitude go hand in hand? I think so. I think forgiveness and gratitude goes hand in hand because I, I don't think you can have a full sense of gratitude without a sense of forgiveness. You know, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's, it's one of those things where when you hear people, when you listen or read a book where somebody is, is talking about a tragedy or they were involved in like say genocide or something like this, right? It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, a very, it's a very real thing. And how did they get through, say, genocide? Or, you know, their, their country was destroyed and they were, became a refugee or they were in some kind of war camp. How, how do they get through that and then still have that sense of love and gratitude and appreciation, right? I, I don't know if you've ever read that um, book, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Mm, maybe um, at, yeah, at UC it, Santa Barbara, maybe. Yeah, so we both uh, went you know, to UC Santa Barbara, by the way. We yeah, both we got did. degrees in, <laughs> in religious studies. Yeah. Um. So that's one of those things where, um, you know, you have to have a sense of forgiveness in order to have gratitude and in order to develop yourself. But why? Let let know? let's unpack that. Because, okay, you agreed with me. We both agree that we have to be forgiving in order to express gratitude or to feel gratitude. Why? Mm -hmm. well, one, one thing that comes to mind is because they're just, they're incompatible. They're incompatible. They're incompatible emotions. It's just like, you know, you know, some food preparation, some food mixings, just in terms of tastes, right? 
are just really incompatible. I don't know, like strawberry ice cream with, with a lot of, of, of pepper, black pepper. I mean, some, you know, some people may like that, but generally speaking, you know, they don't, like most people would agree that, I don't know, black pepper and, 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 and strawberry ice cream don't go well together, right? <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> right? Now, now is, so, so in a similar way, I, I think gratitude and unforgiveness don't mix well. But let's, let's unpack that, can we? Why, why do yeah. they not mix well? Well, I think, you know, there's an old ancient saying, open door, open mind, open heart. Um, unless you have a true sense of forgiveness, how, how can you have gratitude? Because you're not going to have the ability to receive it. You, can, you don't have any ability to receive if you are holding on to resentment, you know? And the ability to give love and receive love is to me the apex of it all. And how can you receive love if your heart is so covered with resentment and hate? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. The you, door's you closed. Cannot, the door's closed. You know, the door is closed. I mean, imagine... Uh, you know, let's say <laughs> this is a this is a very extreme example. But let's let's just say you are a, a white supremacist, and you're driving your car somewhere, and you, it gets crash into the side of the road, and you fall into a swamp, and you're stuck in your car. And the only person around to save you is a person of color. Are you going to be? grateful or are you going to be so filled with hate because you're so blinded by your obsession with the color of someone's skin that you're just going to be like, get away from me. Don't touch me. You know, you're not the same skin color as me. I'd rather die than you save my life. You know, I mean, I'm using this as like a very extreme, you know, example. Yeah, doors closed. But that door is so close, so far closed. And I know we've talked about, I think in our first podcast about how like, right, they said like the, our genome is 99.9% .9 the same, right, amongst humans. And so for somebody to have that degree of hate in their heart over something so absurdly ridiculous as a skin tone, <laughs> and they would rather die than have somebody with a different shade of skin <laughs> save their life. I mean, I'm using that as an example because that's how we have to look at it, right? I want, we, we all need to have this visual of how absurd it is. You, you, forgiveness is not for the perpetrator. The forgiveness is for the, what, the victim, the, perp the person on the receiving end of the aggression. And when I learned that, that was something that helped me to start to appreciate those people in my life over the years that made my life a living hell. The times in my life where I know I was tortured and maybe one day it'll come out in a book, but uh, you know, I've had very serious traumatic events happen to me over the years. And I'll tell you what, Cyril, you know, I had to adopt that set sense in that mindset of forgiveness in order to be grateful and appreciative and be like, you know what I learned from that? Never mind the fact that this person was a terror in my life. They taught me how not to be. 
You remind they taught me how not to be a person. <laughs> you remind me of the saying, you know, like there's no test that God puts in your way that's too difficult to overcome, right? Yeah, I love that. There, and I agree with that 100%. I don't know. Did you, do you remember game seven of the, of the legendary NBA finals between Cleveland when they won and they beat and they came back from 3-1, they, they defeated Golden State? No. Okay, so it came down to the wire. I'll always remember this because, okay, whatever LeBron James may say here and there about this or that other topic, you know, let's make abstraction of that. But when, he, when, when, when Cleveland won and it was just like, it was just like two points, you know, a two point differential, different, a different, like it was a super, super, super close game seven and they won, they won, right? And at that very moment, you know, the whole, auditorium or the whole stadium or the whole whatever, um, you know, where they play basketball, just they went nuts. And, and the, the interviewee, the person, the, the lady who was interviewing, um, you know, who came with the mic. And so LeBron's like in tears, right? And, and everyone's celebrating around, they're screaming. And he's just like, he's, he's, he's literally like, he's totally exhausted. He's, he's totally wet by, by his sweat and he's literally crying. And, you know, national TV, prime time national TVs, you know, all eyes are on him, right? And I'll always remember, like before, you know, right after he says, you know, Cleveland, this is for you. Uh, he, he said something really interesting. He said, you know, you know, with his broken, you know, English that I can't imitate. Um, he said, there's, there's, um, you know, I don't know why, you know, the man above, <laughs> He referred to the divine or to God as the man above, which I find really cool. So I don't know, you know, I don't know why sometimes a man above makes it so difficult, you know, but there, there ain't no, there ain't no obstacle or there ain't no test that God puts, you know, in your path, uh, that, 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 that you can't overcome. And, you know, I don't know why sometimes he makes it harder. He makes it, you know, you have to go the long way instead of the short way, but there, and he expressed that faith that there is nothing that, you know, kind of like if it doesn't break you, if it doesn't kill you, it, it, may, it, it makes you stronger. Like there's nothing that, that, that God allows to come into your, into your life that you're not strong enough to overcome. And then coming to your point, therefore, therefore, ultimately we can be grateful for, for things that happen to us because they make us stronger. They make us stronger spiritually. They make us wiser. They make us more humble. They make us more, uh, just, they make us, they make us better persons, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you hit the nail on the head with that. It really does. And that's how we develop our character, you know, but. But when it's know, happening, the, it's hard, isn't it? Like, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the, the hardest part. Yeah. Because we, we, it's hard for us to take a step back. And I think that's, it, that's where we have to kind of get into the mindset, right? All of us have to be conscious and aware that our reactions shape our reality. So if we are having extreme reactions, violent reactions, uh, dramatic reactions, instead of take a second, step back, Take a minute, take a day, take two days, step back and realize, okay, how can I get through this situation? Who can help me? How do I have to do this? You know, get organized before you take action, right? Unless, you know, in one sense where that wouldn't apply, let's say you're, you know, walking through your town and you're under siege and there's sniper fire from every which way. Yeah, you better run like hell. 
And I will say, if you're running like how run zigzag, that's something that I learned back in the day. You run zigzag if you're under bullet fire. That way you don't get caught. Um, but <laughs> that's another discussion altogether. But really, if it's not something where it's immediately life-threatening, where it's that second you're going to die, we need to take pause and take inventory and measure our reaction to where we can have the most positive outcome and the most successful outcome. Because the more measured we are in our reactions and the more measured we are in our actions, that will enable our success materially and spiritually and enable us to have a deeper sense of appreciation and gratitude for what's around us. Hmm. Yeah, good point. I, I want to go back to that thing I just touched on at the very beginning, this, this faith, this faith, you know, you got to have faith that God, the divine is really, 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 really good. Like super good to you. Right. Mm -hmm. That if you, if, 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 you know, there wasn't like a ton of sort of like close a blind eye in a good sense, you know, that, that, that God or the divine kind of like is really forgiving and to everybody, then if it was really tit for tat, if we were really living a life where we were really sort of getting what we deserve, you know, in regards to how we react to circumstances, like you aptly said, right? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, we have to have faith that if it wasn't for God's goodness, we probably would be suffering a lot more. We'd have, we'd be suffering a lot more. That we have to have faith that, you know, just like you, you hear so many Christian pastors, you know, God is good. God is good. God is good. Right. Well, hey, I think that's a very, very healthy uh, belief to have. And maybe, and I, you know, I believe maybe it actually corresponds to a reality that the very nature of, of conscious reality is overflowing with goodness and compassion and forgiveness. And that affects our own life. And therefore we should be grateful Because if it wasn't for that extra credit that's causeless, that doesn't come from any justifiable, you know, source really, but it's just really out of the heart of the divine. If there wasn't that huge layer, that thick layer of kindness and love and forgiveness and, and, and bliss and happiness and peace that's permeating the universe and the world in, in spite of us, of our inability to perceive it most of the time, mm. um, we'd be suffering a lot more. And so therefore all the more reason to be grateful for what we have because actually maybe we don't deserve it actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like this idea I that, you know, the, you know, the analogy, like, you know, you cut your finger, you, you cut your finger a little bit, like you get, a, you know, I don't know, you're cu cutting vegetables and you, 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 you cut your finger, not too bad, but it bleeds, right? Imagine if you're able to cut your finger by accident and say, wow, thank you. Because actually I should be, like losing my whole arm right now. <laughs> But because of, you know, the grace that, that permeates existence, I'm just getting, you know, a token of what maybe I should actually be suffering. And therefore I'm grateful. <laughs> what do you think of that? I like that. Um, I, I like that a lot. I think, uh, again, it gets back to that, measured response, right? Measured reaction. Mm. 
and appreciation of what is happening around us and appreciation for how whatever gets thrown at us, like you were saying, will develop us and build us and ultimately make us stronger. We've all heard that saying, that which does not kill you will make you stronger. Yes, okay. That's true. Um, but we want to be stronger consciously. We want to be stronger in the mode of goodness, right? We don't want to be stronger in hate or anger. We don't want to be fueled by anger. And this is where it gets back into your point that you made earlier about forgiveness. I think forgiveness sets us on the right path of a gratitude, right? Appreciation and gratitude. So, you know, and it, 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 it permeates in everything that we do. What permeates? Every, every day. What permeates the, in everything the, the we do? Sense of, the sense of, of, of opportunity for forgiveness. Hmm. Okay. And an opportunity for appreciation. It's there in everything that we do. Because imagine this, right? How many times, and I know I'm guilty of this, I'm getting on the freeway or I'm driving somewhere and somebody cuts me off. I just, just last night, just, I was driving one place. I was driving to a concert and I kid you not, I got cut off just in one area alone five times. <laughs> and I had to laugh. I just had to keep laughing about it because the last thing I wanted to do was create a sense of anger and put myself in a, you mean, a you road didn't, rage. You didn't pull out your gun and shoot him? <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know, that, and that's the I'm thing, right? Gave me an opportunity. So I had to look at it and have an opportunity to go, Hey, you know what? I'm so grateful. I was aware of the jokers around me that I didn't get into a car. But you see, I have to say something here and, 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 and glorification of you because the ability to tolerate like you did right in that instance, it doesn't come from, from, from thin air. You know, I would bet a thousand bucks that at that particular moment and those hours preceding and probably the day before as well, you had made some effort, if not a lot, to, um, to deepen your, your, your spiritual consciousness to, you know, that analogy of filling your cup, right? The, the mm -hmm. Christian notion of, of filling one's cup or having one's cup filled and therefore the overflow over and above the rim of the glass is precisely the stuff that you can use and consume and eat up in a situation like that, where you're, you have enough of that goodness stuff from your own, you know, spiritual practice, from your own meditation, your own prayer, your own introspection to be able to, to overcome those temptations. And then those, uh, those, those, Mm, pulls to, to anger. Right. So yeah. kudos to you because it's not, you know, it's nice to speak about being able to tolerate, like, I'll give you an example. Okay. Can I tell you once? Please. Okay. I was, I was part of a, of an outreach, um, uh, music band in uh, a, a rock reggae band in, 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 in Poland. <laughs> I was the lead singer and, um, we, uh, I just came to the band and, you know, Eastern Europeans are, are not as, in general, I, in my experience, they're not as sort of soft and gentle and 
sensitive as, as North Americans, okay? They're just kind of like rough bears in comparison <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> it's my experience, I own it, okay? <laughs> and I remember there was, there was this, uh, we were doing a, a rehearsal and at one point, because I was the singer, uh, the, the sort of the band leader wanted to practice a particular break or something that didn't have anything to do with the singer. So I said, well, listen, I'm just going to go take a break right now because you don't need me as the singer. And he insisted, no, you know, I'm the band leader and, you know, I'm ordering you <laughs> to stay here. And I was like, what? So I just, I walked out because it was just like so like far, it was just so weird and, and I just mm. so surreal that I just walked out and I took a while. I remember I walked out in the, gar in the garden and then, and then I asked a friend who happened to be there, I was like, you know, did, this just happened. What am I supposed to do right now? And, and I remember this friend, he was like, man, you know, you should just, you should be humble. <laughs> you should just be humble and tolerate it. And so I remember I paced back and forth for about three minutes, be humble, tolerate, be humble, tolerate. And at one point I just lost it because my cup was not overflowing. So I was already, you know, running on, 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 on reserve. And I remember I lost it. I ran, literally ran back into the rehearsal room and bawled the guy out. I was like, you are not my authority, blah, 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 you know, and shut the <laughs> hell up. And what the hell, you know, what do you think you are? You know, contrary to your sane and peaceful and, and, and self-controlled and compassionate reaction on that freeway. The difference being that, you know, you, I would assume, were a lot more deep spiritually at that moment and, and prior to than me in that particular instance. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. Um, I think it's just an exercise in patience, right? Because I get irritated. I get irritated all the time. But my internal irritation, how does it manifest? The worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to be cursing in the car, right? Or say, I, you know, whatever, blah, 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 about whoever cut me off or whatever. If something happened to me during the day, I usually just take it as some point of reflection to your point. And I, me I do meditate a lot. So... You know, I, for one, I probably meditate probably about an hour to two a day. Hmm. And typically it's throughout the day. So I don't just, I'm not the type of person, like I can't sit for too long. So I'm not the type of guy that can sit and meditate uh, for like an hour or two straight. That's just, it's just not me. I, I, I can't do that. Um, but, you know, I can break it up into chunks. You know, I can do 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. As long as I get in what my my personal meditation goals are, which I have for myself on a daily basis, as long as I get that in for myself, I'm very lenient with how I do it. But what I do like to practice is make sure I have a decent amount of meditation done before what I consider meeting the day. Mm. So I like to have a certain amount of reflection and meditation done before I meet the day and go out to see other people and talk and work and all this because I want to be of the right frame of mind so I can have as clear of consciousness as possible when I'm talking to people. And I think that I can then start to appreciate them more for whatever they throw at me, good or bad. And, you know, if it's bad, I like to laugh. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of times people think I'm crazy because when, I, when people are getting upset, a lot of times... I'll laugh about it. I used to have a, years ago, I, you know, I, I was dating someone and when she would get upset and I, 
I would let her talk and go on and on and on about whatever was bothering her. And then at the end, I would just start laughing. And then she would start laughing. She's like, why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing. Because I, I, you know, I, I go, you're, you're so expressive with this, with this energy. I'm just watching, watching what, what, what happens. And, uh, you know, and then it calmed her down that I was laughing. It was like, I'm not going to take it personally. What, what, what she's saying. And it's just like, and that's the thing, right? It's just like, you have to know when somebody's expressing themselves to you and let's say it's something negative or aggressive, they're sharing something with you and there's a reason they're sharing it. And so I have to, a, a lot of times take a step back and just appreciate the fact that somebody chose to share with me. Cause in, in I don't know about you, Cyril, but I would much rather have somebody come to me and share with me something rotten than not say anything to me and go behind my back and then get stabbed in the back. <laughs> I'd rather bleed from the front and know the knife is coming <laughs> <laughs> or at least parry it and get out of the way. Then I turn around and choke them. Right. I use my jujitsu guys. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of how I would do. I, I'm not a fan of backstabbers and, and all that kind of stuff. And even at that, you have to, how do you exercise this as sense of forgiveness in order to then find gratitude and appreciation that you can learn something from that scenario, right? That there wasn't open communication. Somebody went behind your back to deceive you because they didn't know how to be honest with you. So their deceit is not your fault, but you can then figure out a way to be grateful for learning that, oh, this is a deceptive person. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God, for showing me this person's deception. And they can stay out of my life now, right? I'd be very appreciative. I don't know about you. I'd be very appreciative to know that somebody's yeah, you not often a good hear person. That. I want to stay out of their life. Right? It was a silver lining. It was actually a blessing. You often hear this in terms of relationships, right? Relationship stories. It was a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. I, started, I, I started dating this girl and, you know, and then... Three months in, I realized she was, I don't know, a serial, serial killer. <laughs> and, you know, it was just the day before the marriage and we were just about to sign a contract wherein we share all our fortune together. And I happened to be a millionaire and she had $10,000 to her name. And, you know, the day before, I mean, I'm making this up, but, you know, it makes, mm -hmm. it, it resonates with a lot of people. Wow, that was a blessing in disguise. Or, you know, during those three months, um, whatever, like, you know, I was able to get a divorce from my previous relationship and therefore my money was saved. There's, there's all these blessings in, in disguise, right? And then again, it comes back to this point that, you know, there's therefore, therefore, or no, not therefore, the blessing is this in disguise is testimony to this, you know, this, this belief, this statement, this reality, I would claim that, that God is good, that the, the divine is good. And that even yeah. things that appear to be setbacks are actually in the ultimate sense, blessings in disguise for which we should be grateful, you know. I agree. Yeah, there's a, there, there's a lot to it. And I think we, we've kind of like nailed several points here. Yeah, but I want to, I want to quote one more song. Please. Bob Marley. Mm. Give thanks and praises. Give thanks and praises. And there's just that one line. I forget what song it it's it's in, but I, I love that line. You know, give thanks and praises. 
Yeah, Bob was into, you know, not to turn this into a music podcast, which again, I think at some point it may evolve to, but whatever. Bob was an interesting character because there was so much spiritual undertone into his songs, into his writing, right? It was all about love and hope and appreciation and connection to God. And a lot of it was very overt as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you know, there are so many songs that people don't even realize. So yes, there are many overt, but then even the ones that weren't, the covert ones. Mm. He was so, it was very deeply spiritual. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why so many people around the world for, you know, decades now have had such a deep appreciation for uh, his music because there was that sense of the writing, the tone was always about love and the divine. Yeah, right? sure. And gratitude, right? Gratitude and appreciation. That was Bob. That was all Bob. Uh, so, yeah. All glory to Bob Marley. <laughs> we love Bob Marley. And it, oh, here's another one. What about, uh, you know, to get on our little musical rant here, George Harrison, the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun. What a great song. Mm. Another song about, a very deep song about gratitude and appreciation. Well, in his solo Anna, career, because like yeah. what, what lyrics are you talking, are you referring to in that particular song? What, what line? Well, the whole thing. Uh, uh, well, number one, here comes the sun. Right. You're appreciating, uh, the, you're the, grateful the, the, you for know, the sun. The, all, all the, 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 all the, the smiles returning to their faces, mm. you know, um, literally you can go line by line. I mean, he, the, the true intention of that song was quite esoteric, not to get into it in this podcast, but um, there was a lot of depth to that song. He uh, actually wrote that as a homage to um, one of his dearest uh, spiritual teachers. Hmm. And actually both of, both of my children were, uh, because both, both of my kids were C-sections, both of them were born to that song with intent. I intentionally had them both born to that song because of its uh, meaning and beauty. Wow. So yeah, that's, I, that's uh, very much a, a very dear song to me. Here comes the sun. When he went into um, his solo career, he wrote one song, uh, isn't it a pity? Remember, isn't it a pity? Isn't it a shame? And then there's one line where he goes, forgiving to give back, forgetting, sorry, forgetting to give back. So that comes back to what you said a little earlier, that, that gratefulness, gratitude manifests in actions. You know? Yes. Yeah. So and I, I think that's where people are missing. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Saying thank you is great, but really going beyond thank you. Yeah, saying right? th saying okay. thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, looking somebody in the eye and actually expressing appreciation there's many ways to express appreciation and we don't want just gratitude to be as I said, thank you. That should be enough. You know? <laughs> Didn't you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I said it once too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like how we express, uh, express our appreciation and, and really gratitude for those around us. We need to be conscious of that because it's not just a feeling in my opinion, I like Webster's Dictionary, but I'm going to disagree with Webster's Dictionary. It's not just a feeling, it's an action. 
So gratitude as a verb is a call to action in showing, in showing yourself and reflecting back to people, you know, in different ways. And it could be done in so many different ways, but really take it from a spiritual perspective, right? Show a sense of appreciation and gratitude aimed with, you know, first we have to have that, like you said, Cyril, I thought you nailed this so beautifully. We have to have a foundation of forgiveness mm. just in everything. And it's just like, what do I have to forgive this person for? Just stop, stop, stop asking. What do you have to forgive somebody for? How about starting with forgiving yourself? Because guess what? We have all hurt ourselves many times throughout our lifetime. So before you point the finger at somebody else, when you're pointing the finger at somebody else, you got three pointing back at you. So every time you're pointing the finger that somebody hurt you, or somebody did something to you, take the consideration, think of three things you may have done to hurt yourself. And then start with forgiveness right at, right at the home base. Forgive yourself, forgive others, right? Then enact your life with a sense and feeling of gratitude and appreciation and act on it. And you can just add, you can add, you can add that uh, sense of gratefulness to, uh, to two categories of, of people or beings, you know, there's, there's gratitude that you express towards other humans, other people. Right. But I think it's also important that you have to spend some time being grateful to the divine, to the source of everybody. And while, Absolutely. you know, right, while, while we can say that, well, in a way we're all one, we're all divine, yeah. But at the same time, you know, we can say there is a difference between the source and what comes out of the source. So in other words, you know, having some time where you're expressing gratitude to the big things, you know, to the existential things that only, you know, the divine or God is sort of responsible for, right? That's a nice Absolutely. mix, uh, sorry, a nice mix of, of objects of your gratitude. Others and, 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 your, and, and, and the man above, yeah. as, as LeBron James would say. And, you know, to your point, Cyril, I get to laugh about this, but it's true. In case anybody who's listening hasn't figured it out yet, yes, we do believe in the divine. We believe in a higher power. We don't care what name you call the higher power or how you're going to describe the higher power and the divine. We have our own sense and personal individuality and our own sense of communion with the divine and our relationship with the divine. And we hope that you do as well. We want you to, and we're using this podcast as a vehicle to help you water those seeds and tend and, and make your spiritual garden grow. So yes, everything you're saying, Cyril, is 100%. You have to have that sense of gratitude for the divine. You know, if it's not that obvious, you know, we're, we're talking about it. We have to talk about this on a multitude of levels, but it's incredibly important, you know, that, that sense of gratitude to, to the higher power divine, whatever you want to call that, whatever that personal name is for you, call on it and yeah. embrace it and love it with everything that you have because there is nothing better than giving love and receiving love. That's, uh, that's what it is. Amen, brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've uh, gone around the block. What do you think? We have, this has been awesome, man. Uh, this has been great. Uh, keep those emails coming. Keep the questions coming. 
We're going to have another fun podcast for you. This has been so much fun and we are very grateful that you <laughs> yeah. are sharing this experience with us. So we cannot thank you listeners enough for doing this. Spread the word about the Shaping Spirit podcast. And if you have questions or comments, shapingspiritpodcast at gmail.com, shapingspiritpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you soon. Thank you, guys. Gratefully yours. Thank you.